Section 17 of the Reconciliation of Races and Religions by Thomas Kelly Chain. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Recording by Nicholas James Bridgewater. Part 3 Biographical and Historical Continued. Sobhe Azal or Azal. Quote, he is a scion of one of the noble families of Persia. His father was accomplished, wealthy, and much respected, and enjoyed the high consideration of the king and nobles of Persia. His mother died when he was a child. His father thereupon entrusted him to the keeping of his honourable spouse. Footnote NH, pages 374FF, end footnote, saying, quote, do you take care of this child and see that your handmaids attend to him properly End quote. this honourable spouse is in the context called the concubine apparently a second wife is meant at any rate her son was no less honoured than if he had been the son of the chief or favourite wife he was named hossein ali and his young half-brother was named yahya According to Mirza Jani, the account which the history contains was given him by Mirza Hossein Ali's half-brother, who represents that the later kindness of his own mother to the young child Yahya was owing to a prophetic dream which she had, and in which the Apostle of God and the King of Saintship figured as the child's protectors. Evidently, this part of the narrative is imaginative, and possibly it is the work of Mirza Jani, but there is no reason to doubt that what follows is based more or less on facts derived from Mirza Hossein Ali. I busied myself, says the latter, with the instruction of Yahya. The signs of his natural excellence and goodness of disposition were apparent in the mirror of his being. He ever loved gravity of demeanour, silence, courtesy and modesty, avoiding the society of other children and their behaviour. I did not, however, know that he would become the possessor of so high a station. He studied Persian, but made little progress in Arabic. He wrote a good Nastatlik hand, and was very fond of the poems of the mystics. The facts may be decked out. Mirza Jani himself only met Mirza Yahya once. He describes him as an amiable child. Footnote NH, page 376. End footnote. Certainly, we can easily suppose that he retained a childlike appearance longer than most, for he early became a mystic, and a mystic is one whose countenance is radiant with joy. This indeed may be the reason why they conferred on him the name, Dawn of Eternity. He never saw the Bob, but when his honoured brother, would read the master's writings in a circle of friends. Mirza Yahya used to listen, and conceived a fervent love for the inspired author. At the time of the manifestation of the Bab, he was only fourteen, but very soon after, he, like his brother, took the momentous step of becoming a Babi, and resolved to obey the order of the Bab for his followers to proceed to Khorasan. So, Having made for himself a knapsack and got together a few necessaries, he set out as an evangelist 
with perfect trust in his beloved somewhat as saint teresa started from her home in avila to evangelize the moors quote, but when his brother was informed of this he sent and prevented him end quote. footnote nh page 44 end footnote compensation however was not denied him some time after yahya made an expedition in company with some of his relations making congenial friends and helping to strengthen the Bābī cause. He was now not far off the turning point in his life. Not long after occurred a lamentable setback to the cause. The persecution and massacre which followed the attempt on the Shah's life by an unruly Bābī in August 1852. He himself was in great danger, but felt no call to martyrdom, and set out in the disguise of a dervish footnote traveller's narrative page three seventy four end footnote in the same direction as his elder brother reaching baghdad somewhat later there among the bobby refugees he found new and old friends who adhered closely to the original type of theosophic doctrine an increasing majority however were fascinated by a much more progressive teacher the azalite history known as hasht behesht eight paradises gives the names of the chief members of the former school footnote traveller's narrative page three fifty six and footnotes including sayyid muhammad of esfahan and states that perceiving mirza hussein ali's innovating tendencies they addressed to him a vigorous remonstrance it was in fact an ecclesiastical crisis as the authors of the traveller's narrative as well as the Azalite historian, distinctly recognize. Baha'u'llah, too, to give him his nobler name, endorses this view when he says, quote, Then in secret the Sayyid of Esfahan circumvented him, and together they did that which caused a great calamity. End quote. It was therefore indeed a crisis, and the chief blame is laid on Sayyid Muhammad. Footnote, Traveller's Narrative, page 94. End footnote. Quote, He, that is, Sayyid Muhammad, commenced a secret intrigue, and fell to tempting Mirza Yahya, saying, The fame of this sect hath risen high in the world, neither dread nor danger remaineth nor is there any fear or need for caution before you subh azal is still a mere youth and easily imposed upon the sayyid ought to have known better than to tempt him for a stronger teacher was needed in this period of disorganization than the azalites could produce mirza yahya was not up to the leadership nor was he entitled to place himself above his much older brother especially when he was bound by the tie of gratitude. Remember, says Baha'u'llah, the favour of thy master, when we brought thee up during the nights and days for the service of the religion. Fear God, and be of those who repent. Grant that thine affair is dubious unto me. Is it dubious unto thyself? End quote. How gentle is this fraternal reproof! There is but little more to relate that has not been already told in the sketch of Baha'u'llah. He was at any rate harmless in Cyprus, 
and had no further opportunity for religious assassination. One cannot help regretting that his son went down so stormily. I return, therefore, to the question of the honorific names of Mirza Yahya, after which I shall refer to the singular point of the crystal coffin and to the moral character of subh Azal. Among the names and titles which the Azalite book called Eight Paradises declares to have been conferred by the Bab on his young disciple are subh Azal or Azal, Baha'u'llah, and the strange title Mir At, Mira. The two former, Dawn of the Eternity and Splendor of God, are referred to elsewhere. The third properly belongs to a class of persons inferior to the letters of the living, and to this class Subh Azal, by his own admission, belongs. The title Mir At, therefore, involves some limitation of Azal's dignity, and its object apparently is to prevent Subh Azal from claiming to be he whom God will make manifest. That is, the Bob, in his last years, had an intuition that the eternal day would not be ushered into existence by this impractical nature. How then came the Bob to give Mirza Yahya such a name? Purely from Kabbalistic reasons, which do not concern us here. It was a mistake, which only shows that the Bob was not infallible. Mirza Yahya had no great part to play in the ushering in of the new cycle. Elsewhere, the Bab is at the pains to recommend the elder of the half-brothers to attend to his junior's writing and spelling. Footnote. The tablet's letters are in the British Museum collection in four books of Azal, who wrote the copies at Baha'u'llah's dictation. The references are 1. Number 6251 page 162 2 number 5111 page 253 to which copy Rezwan Ali son of Azal has appended the brother of the fruit Azal 3 number 6254 page 236 4 number 6257 page 158 end footnotes now it was of course worth while to educate Mirza Yahya whose feebleness in Arabic grammar was scandalous. But can we imagine Baha'u'llah and all the other letters being passed over by the Bob in favour of such an imperfectly educated young man? The so-called nomination is a bare-faced forgery. The statement of Gobineau that Subh Azal belonged to the letters of the living of the first unity is untrustworthy. Footnote, Fil de Loup page 156 note 3 end monsieur hippolyte dreyfus has favoured me with a reliable list of the members of the first unity which i have given elsewhere and which does not contain the name of mirza yahya at the same time the bob may have admitted him into the second hierarchy of eighteen footnote field de loup page 163 note one the eighteen letters of life had each a mirror which represented it and which was called upon to replace it if it disappeared there are therefore eighteen letters of life and eighteen mirrors which constituted two distinct unities End footnote. considering that mirza yahya was regarded as a return of quddus 
some preferment may conceivably have found its way to him it was no contemptible distinction to be a member of the second unity that is to be one of those who reflected the excellences of the older letters of the living as a member of the second unity and the accepted reflection of quddus subhi azal may have been thought of as a director of affairs together with the obviously marked out agent wali baha'u'llah we are not told however that mirza yahya assumed either the title of bab gate or that of nukte point footnote others however give it to him traveller's narrative page three fifty three and footnote i must confess that subhe azal's account of the fortune of the bab's relics appears to me as well as to monsieur nicolas footnote a m b page three eighty n end footnote unsatisfactory and in one point contradictory how for instance did he get possession of the relics and is there any independent evidence for the intermingling of the parts of the two corpses how did he procure a crystal coffin to receive the relics how comes it that there were bahaites at the time of the bab's death and how was subhi azal able to conceal the crystal coffin etc from his brother baha'u'llah evidently subhi azal has changed greatly since the time when both the brothers half-brothers were devoted heart and soul to the service of the bab it is this moral transformation which vitiates subhi azal's assertions can any one doubt this surely the best authorities are agreed that the sense of historical truth is very deficient among the persians now subhi azal was in some respects a typical persian this is how i would explain his deviations from strict truth it may be added that the detail of the crystal coffin can be accounted for in the arabic bayan among other injunctions concerning the dead footnote le bayan arabi nicolas page two fifty two similarly page fifty four and footnote it is said quote, as for your dead inter them in crystal or in cut and polished stones it is possible that this may become a peace for your heart End quote. this precept suggested to subhi azal his extraordinary statement subhi azal had an imaginative and possibly partly mystic nature as a manifestation of god he may have thought himself entitled to remove harmful people even his own brother he did not ask himself whether he might not be in error in attaching such importance to his own personality and whether any vision could override plain morality he was mistaken and i hold that the bab was mistaken in appointing if he really did so subhi azal as a nominal head of the babis although temporary vicegerent was baha'u'llah for subhi azal was a consummate failure it is too plain that the bab did not always like jesus and like the buddha know what was in man subsequent discoveries the historical work of the azalite party called the eight paradises makes azal nineteen years of age when he came forward as an expounder of religious mysteries and wrote letters to the bab on receiving the first letter we are told 
that the barb or as we should rather now call him the point instantly prostrated himself in thankfulness testifying that he was a mighty luminary and spoke by the self-shining light by revelation imprisoned as he was at marku the point of knowledge could not take counsel with all his fellow workers or disciples but he sent the writings of this brilliant novice if he really was so brilliant to each of the letters of the living and to the chief believers at the same time conferring on him a number of titles including subhe azal dawn of eternity and baha'u'llah splendor of god if this statement be correct we may plausibly hold with professor e g brown that subhe azal mirzo yahya was advanced to the rank of a letter of the living and even that he was nominated by the point as his successor it has also become much more credible that the thoughts of the point were so much centred on subhe azal that as azalites say twenty thousand of the words of the bayan refer to azal and that a number of precious relics of the point were entrusted to his would-be successor but how can we venture to say that it is correct since professor brown wrote much work has been done on the real or supposed written remains of subhe azal and the result has been i think that the literary reputation of subhe azal is a mere bubble it is true the bab himself was not masterly but the confusion of ideas and language in azal's literary records beggars all comparison a friend of mine confirms this view which i had already derived from mirza ali akbar he tells me that he has acquired a number of letters mostly purporting to be by subhe azal there is also however a letter of baha'u'llah relative to these letters addressed to the mohammedan mullah the original possessor of the letters in this letter baha'u'llah repeats again and again the warning Quote, when you consider and reflect on these letters you will understand who is in truth the writer End quote. i greatly fear that lord curzon's description of persian untruthfulness may be illustrated by the career of the great pretender the azalites must of course share the blame with their leader and not the least of their disgraceful misstatements is the assertion that the barb assigned the name baha'u'llah to the younger of the two half-brothers and that azal had also the non-existent dignity of second point this being so i am strongly of opinion that so far from confirming the azalite view of subsequent events the azalite account of subhe azal's first appearance appreciably weakens it something however we may admit as not improbable it may well have gratified the barb that two representatives of an important family in mazanderan had taken up his cause and the character of these new adherents may have been more congenial to him than the more martial character of Quddus. End of section 17 Recorded by Nicholas James Bridgewater Recorded in Oxford, England